Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Compatibility. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah, yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Here we go. Welcome in. It is Follow the Money on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss along with Paulie Howard as we are live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino, as always, on a busy Monday lined up. And we talk about sports from a betting perspective. Here on this program on today's show, three different guests in an hour. Professional sports better Brad Powers will join the show. He will tell you about an incredible bad beat in college basketball over the weekend. I'm not exaggerating. It's one of the worst I've ever seen. And who he likes early in the tournament. Pat Forty, who covers college basketball for SI, going to be on the show. And uh, Paulie, we'll get a perspective from the other side of the counter. Vin- Vinny Maiulu is going to join us from the South Point Sportsbook. And he'll tell us uh, who betters were on yesterday as they were opening up the numbers. As it comes fast and furious, man, once they make those uh, matchups and the selections and they're in, the bookmakers get to work. They put them on the board as fast as possible. And then they give you an opportunity to bet all these games. So we'll run down most of it today on the show, what we like, the regions, future odds, all of it here on Follow the Money. How are you? Good Good. weekend? Yeah. You? Solid. Yeah, good pick. Solid. Yeah, all right. Uh, good championship week. Good finish. I mm-hmm. thought the committee did a pretty good job yesterday. I mean, they really, you know, we talk about the seating issues, but uh, in terms of who got in and who got out, the snubs, the bubble teams, I thought they did a good job. I really like Seth Davis. When Again, when Greg Gumbel throws it to him, he goes, no one wants to hear from me. Let's go with the teams. And they get right they into it. They finally got right the, to it yesterday. Yeah, that's a good job. No screwing there's around. No need to, yeah, there's no need to uh, mess yeah. around. Get I, right to it. I will say a couple of observations with the seeding. How the hell is Tennessee a three? 
Uh, they are clearly better than that. Should have been a two seed over Duke without any hesitation and should have been a two seed over Kentucky, really without any hesitation. Their only loss to a team outside the current net top 20 was Alabama late December without two of their best players. But of course, they had to get Duke into Greenville instead. And then Tennessee also had 11 quad one wins. Duke had six non-conference schedule. Tennessee, SOS 16, Duke 116. It's not even close. Mm. They're not even in the same conversation. Well, it's been a problem for many years. It has been, yes. You, these games do not, well, with Duke, yeah, but these games do not matter and they don't count on Sunday. How about that? If you, yeah, Joel Lenardi actually flat out said it when he was being interviewed by Reese Davis. I give Joel Lenardi full marks. Did a great job again about who's in, who's out. He had Wyoming out and AM in. Only mistake he made. But he had Tennessee as a three seed. And he was. He said, he's, I said, I know they're exactly going to what they're going to do. Tennessee's going to get a three. He, people ripped them. He got it right. But when you watch, if you're a major conference, you must move your championship game back a day because mm-hmm. they don't pay attention. The games don't count on Sunday. How is that possible? Yeah. How are they unwilling to actually move teams up and down the seed lines when, you know, they're watching all these games on Sunday leading into the selection process? And I like what Lenardi said, and he kind of had to pump his chest up, and he did. He's like, look, I've been studying these metrics for a long, long time. He goes, this is way before the net or anything like this. Yeah. This is how they've operated over many, many years, and he's getting blasted by everybody. And he's like, I'm steadfast on it. Tennessee is not going to move off the three line. But even if they don't take Sunday's game into consideration, they owned Kentucky on Saturday. Doesn't the game on Saturday mean anything? Yeah. He also made a good point, too, about not, not a big difference between a two and a three seed. Uh, but that That's fair. But certainly when you look at, at how much value you put, I thought it was winning the conference tournament was a big deal. Yeah. You, you think, that, think that should be a big deal. I, I do in, a, in a good league, right? And yeah. Duke couldn't get it done. So, in uh, the ACC was was down big time this year. Yes, it was. Yeah. And that's another thing with the seeding really caught my attention. Boise's an eight and Colorado State's a six. Now, that's outrageous. What are we doing here? That is absolutely outrageous. How do they whiff that badly? <laughs> oh, oh, that's egregious. I, I, they win the regular season and the conference tournament. I, I, I'm bad. And Colorado State's a better seed. By, by two uh, seed lines. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a big difference in non-conference between the two, but come on, I mean, body of work. They won. Uh, yes. They won the title, regular season, and conference tournament. Oh, that's bad. That was stunning to me. Oh, brutal. it really was. No respect for the AAC. No, none, zero. Oh, look at Houston. Houston ranks third in the net. In the first two seasons of the net rankings, every team in the top three in the net got a one. Houston's a five. Memphis is a nine. Nine. And if they win, they get Gonzaga. No SMU. No either. SMU. They yeah. did not like the American Athletic. That's unfortunate. You know, that's the, the funny thing about Houston is, and we talked about this last week, right? In like power ratings, Ken Palm, uh, Bart Torvik, the mm-hmm. net ratings, Houston's number was to the moon. They were top five in all of them. And yet the bracket matrix, which is a combination of all the people who do the seeding for a living, the average seed line for Houston was a five. So the, the people yep. who do this, it's like, no, I don't care. It doesn't matter. I know what yep. the committee's going to do, and it's going to be a five with Houston. They, they pegged that yep. one. Yep. And I was wrong, too. They were fantastic in the, in the conference oh, yeah. tournament, and they were great against Memphis. I was way off on that one. Uh, Memphis just played them and buried them, and Memphis went 2-0 and against them. That did not work out yesterday. They did not like the American Athletic. They loved the Mountain West. And this will be uh, – we'll do it at the end of the show coming up. We will – Bet against this conference. Oh, I already did yesterday. Every, good for you. Every single year. Mm. Uh, but yeah, you had to feel good for Wyoming's chances when you saw the seed for for Colorado State oh, and yeah. Boise. 
and even San Diego State that Wyoming was going to get in. Uh, Michigan to get in, but not Michigan's in one thing, but they're not even in the first four. Yeah, I mean, Michigan was safely in. So how about this? Seventeen and fourteen. Michigan just blew a huge lead and looked terrible in the process against Indiana. Indiana the next day proceeded to beat Illinois. They give Indiana a twelve in a playing game, but Michigan safely in at an eleven. Mm-hmm. And Michigan seventeen and fourteen on the year. Strange. Yep. Georgia State isn't a sixteen. That's a bad job. And I was ready to take Colgate to win, but Wisconsin gets to play in Milwaukee. Yeah, I did grab the nine and a half. Now, there's a reason why I did make that bet. A couple of reasons. Uh, it's because I was looking to fade Wisconsin in the first round anyway, and I believe that they were the committee's highest number three. What? Again, they were higher ranked uh, in the seed line than Tennessee? Okay. Um, no. Regardless of that, I was looking to fade Wisconsin in the opening round, and then we like Colgate. We think they're really good. And then the difference was nine and a half was available, and another book, Wisconsin was seven and a half. So I grabbed the nine and a half, and now, you know, if I want to get out of it, potentially, but I'm comfortable taking that nine and a half. And that's and it wasn't by, it wasn't like on purpose that I faded Wisconsin and Providence. It was just the matchups and the numbers. I also bet South Dakota State plus three against Providence when other books are laying like one, one and a half in the game. So my thought is if somehow there's steam on South Dakota State this week and Providence goes off as a dog, I will come back and then try to get like a small middle spot there mm-hmm, mm-hmm. between those two teams. Yeah, that, that's uh, yeah. other observations too with the seeding and with the odds, as you mentioned. You have an 11 seed favored. You have two tens favored and a 13 versus a four. You have a one or two point spread. Yeah. I mean, the Jackrabbits, that, that's, you're taking on a Providence team that no one respects. Exactly. Yes, correct. But that yep. is, but think about that. That's a 13 against a four and it's a one, two point spread. Right, well, so as this thing progresses and we watch more tournament games, you know, every single year and 12s beat fives all the time, that kind of turned into a thing. When it was like a handful of years ago, all of a sudden 12s were favored over fives. And you're like, well, yeah, this is commonplace. It happens constantly. So mm-hmm. they're, they're even with them. I would also say this. If Kansas can avoid, I would say, Iowa in the Sweet 16, boy, do they have a, a, a cakewalk yep. out of that region. Because I don't trust Auburn for a second. I don't trust Wisconsin. LSU and Iowa State's a first-round matchup. Vomit-inducing. Iowa State safely in, by the way, with the way that they were, were operating. Yeah. But I think I think the draw Kansas got is potentially here. Now, again, this is going to go how it breaks. I think their path to the Elite Eight and Final Four could be uh, pretty – nothing's simple. Nothing's a lock, obviously. But it could be very easy for them. And then other games I want to see. Give me Villanova and Tennessee is at 2-3 in Arizona's region. And how about Gonzaga, the number one overall seed? But that's the bracket of death. Possible landmines. Mm-hmm. I think they'll kill Boise State. But well, they play, I don't think they'll play Boise State. That, I was going to say, what if they get Memphis? Yeah. They're and hot. then I mean, they come into the game yesterday. They won 12 of 13 since the uh, profanity lace tirade from Penny. Mm-hmm. They had routed Houston. I mean, that's that you didn't want to see Memphis on that 8-9 game. Sure. Now, these are all what-ifs because Arkansas could lose to Vermont. And who knows, maybe New Mexico State would get UConn. But if Gonzaga has to go through Connecticut or Arkansas just to get to the Elite Eight, and then waiting to go to the Final Four is going to be Duke, who beat them on a neutral already, or Texas Tech? How does the number one overall seed get that kind of a region? Yeah, I know. I'd be concerned about Texas Tech, not Duke. Several good emails about the the, the pressures getting to the kids here. Yeah. I mean, Duke was terrible in the tournament. Uh, Awful. Yes. They never had a lead at halftime. Yes, right. Uh, and then the, the fascinating game to me is four thirteen Arkansas Vermont. Now, will the the, the athletes and maybe the uh, the size 
uh, frustrate Vermont. Vermont's tough to handicap in power. I mean, they they body bag people in that entire tournament. They won every game by 30. Yeah, and they're laying 17 points. Right. They're 21-point favorites in a conference semifinal, and they're laying 16 in the title game. Never in doubt with both. Ripped right through the league, beat Colgate. But now is it going to be too much of a step up in competition? I don't know. Could be. But this is where uh, I'm very fast. I'm fascinated by that Arkansas-Vermont game. I love that game. I don't like it when they put two mid-majors against each other. But oh, I know, I know where you're going. Murray State and San Francisco. I oh, know. I wanted to watch both of them. So did I. I and root for, yeah, that that's they should have flipped that with one of the games. Maybe uh, LSU Iowa State. I mean that that's yeah. I don't, actually, that's I, a I was, bad job, Murray State for San. Yeah, and I'm surprised they made San Francisco the favorite. So I did bet Murray State plus one and a half yesterday in that game, and the winner of that game will get Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah. Well, if they get by St. Peter's or Lane 17, I believe in that game, and. Uh, I'll tell you, Kentucky's been a sexy pick from what I've watched. Maybe a little bit too sexy to come out of that region and go to the Final Four. I could see that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, so do I. I mean, I like the way it breaks for them, potentially, but the top half, not easy for Baylor. Potentially North Carolina and then UCLA. That's not easy. Will the one seed go out in the second round? Will an 8-9 win a game? Mm. You think so? It's, It's... Certainly possible. Like yep. I think Carolina give Baylor a game. The first hour of Follow the Money is presented exclusively by Bet Rivers, your hometown sports book. Check out the daily specials at betrivers.com. Uh, more on the tournament coming up next, including other bets that we've made so far here on Follow the Money. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app.
Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. The Sports Betting Network. Bet River Sportsbook serves up tennis, soccer, hockey, college, and NBA. And don't miss out. Daily specials. The props are already out, baby. Did an excellent job. Same game parlays. No matter what you bet on, you can count on your withdrawal approval happening fast. More than 80% of withdrawals approve instantly at Bet Rivers. Get started with life after football with the Bet Rivers app. What are you talking about? Football nonstop this past week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which we'll get into coming up in about 15 minutes. Ooh. Okay, so, you know, Paul, a lot of times these teams that are, you know, very appealing to the public and, uh, you know, mainstream media, a team like Iowa who gets red hot, great job by them winning the Big Ten tournament. Uh, they've been red hot lately. Same thing with Tennessee. They'll become a trendy pick to, you know, make it to the Sweet 16 or Elite Eight, and they go and play an early game on Thursday or Friday, and oops, they spill it up. And they get beat right away. Yep. On the flip side, you have situations like a Michigan where I don't think they belonged in the tournament. But watch what happens with Michigan now at 17 and 14. They will beat um, their opponent uh, coming up. I'm, why am I blanking on their opponent? Colorado, Colorado State. State. Yeah. They'll beat Colorado State. And then they'll become a live dog at that point. And who knows? I mean, maybe they win a couple of games in the tournament. That, that happens all the time. A team that should not be in. Oh, God, what would the committee do? How'd they possibly put this team in? And oh, yeah, there they are in the Sweet 16. There seemed to be more outrage uh, over Notre Dame. Yeah. Which uh, I, I could see the because that, that is a thin resume for Notre Dame. At least Michigan has some big wins. Uh, that, that's the thing, again, that surprised me is that they were safely in and not in the first four. Yep. Uh, uh, Richmond knocked out Dayton. That was the juicy tidbit. If Richmond would have lost yesterday, Dayton was going. So that was, as Pat Forty said, Atlantic 10 on Atlantic 10 crime. Uh, A&M had a great SEC run, but uh, they, they didn't get in. And Vautech had to win. Vautech wasn't getting in if they didn't no, beat they had Duke. To. What a performance by Virginia Tech to, to run out North Carolina and Duke back-to-back games. Oh, what a week, yeah. They, they, they won on a buzzer beater to start the tournament. They had to. <laughs> they had on to have Wednesday, the, they won on a buzzer beater. The buzzer beater against Clemson. Yeah, and yeah. now they're dancing. Sure. And they're only a one-point dog against Texas in a game they can get. Yeah, and wow. I think Texas was as high as two and a half or maybe even three at some spots yesterday. And not a lot of people uh-huh. have that faith in Texas right now. But that's what I'm talking about. Like, that's the perfect storm, by the way. What I talked about with Michigan and Tennessee, that's your potential second-round matchup. How many bets did you make mm-hmm. when the when the numbers came out yesterday? Six. Who do you like? Indiana, Michigan, Memphis. It's all this is all Mount, anti Mountain West. You can you give the numbers in a second. UAB catching a bunch. UAB's good. And what a game that was Friday, and what a performance by UAB and Saturday as well. And uh, I'm going to go against Sister Jean. Uh, Loyola Chicago favored. Is Ohio State going to do this again? Screw it up back-to-back years and go out early. Got beat by Oral Roberts last year. Embarrassing. I just think, I mean, they're favored, and everyone will be on Loyola Chicago. They have been. I, I, uh, this is not. They've been great the last couple years. Uh, well, longer than that, actually. I just don't think this is a 
I think they're they're good, but they're not great. So I think Ohio State will win. See, I like uh, I like Villanova's path to the Sweet 16, and you can bet on all this stuff. In fact, but I can't find a number on Villanova to make the Sweet 16. I think uh, some of the books I was looking at actually are in Pennsylvania, so they wouldn't offer them. I believe is what it is. But their path, I think they spank Delaware, and then I think they they have a chance to coast against either Loyola or Ohio State. Okay. In the second round. Yeah. So I'd like them to come out and be in the Sweet 16. I will say, though, that Tennessee getting in at that three spot, Longwood is good. That team can play, and I firmly am with you, Paulie. I'm fading the Mountain West Conference. I think Michigan wins, and the Michigan, who knows, flying the ointment maybe against that Tennessee team who comes into this tournament red hot. And here's what I did, because you you knew that Indiana was going to be favored against Wyoming as soon as that number popped up on the screen. Um I did a money line parlay on Indiana and Michigan that pays plus 160 because I'm simply fading a couple of these teams in the Mountain West Conference. I want to do the same thing with Memphis against Boise. Haven't gotten there yet, though. Going back to 2010, the Mountain West Conference is 14 and 29 straight up in the tournament. There it is. Yep. The other thing is uh, it's wide open, and it's what I tweeted Friday about will someone step up and dominate. If Friday's any indication... I mean, what do you think? 15, 20 teams can win this thing after all the upsets. What happened to Auburn? What happened to Illinois? Yeah. What all the one seeds that lost Friday and Saturday? Well, so you know how I feel about Gonzaga this year. And somebody asked me on Twitter yesterday, can they finally win it this year? And I said, well, yeah, they're they're really good, obviously. They're the number one overall seed. Um, I'm not high on them, is what I said. But I've also pointed out, like, who else is great? How many other great teams do we have? Uh, Arizona's really good. Mm-hmm. This just in Captain Obvious checking in. Arizona might be a great team. Uh, and they were, and I had UCLA a plus 280 to win the Pac-12. That team's up 54-41 against Arizona on Saturday Horrible. night. Horrible job defensively. And Couldn't th- get a stop. Not at, a stop to oh, save their lives. Terrible de- defense with a Cronin coach team. Yep. Arizona scored every time down the last 15 minutes. It was astonishing. Uh-huh. Yep. So that cost me. Uh, but this Arizona team has been the real deal all year long, and I will love them to get by the 8-9 matchup, Seton Hall or TCU. But I've also, you know, this is his first year there. I've been high on some of these Arizona teams in previous years, but that was with Sean Miller, and they would always exit early. But this team is, I think, completely different. And their potential Sweet 16 matchup, Houston-UAB-Illinois. I know some people are making the case that Illinois might be in trouble against Chattanooga. Uh-huh. Um, which is entirely possible. Yeah, they have size. Yeah, but and you like UAB maybe against yeah. Houston to do you uh, like them to maybe win outright? Well, too, well no, too many points. Oh, too many points. Oh, yeah, nah, too many points. Mm. Which I, the problem will be the uh, cleaning the glass because Houston's so good cleaning up the glass and getting offensive rebounds. Uh, but if they shot like they did in the first half, it's not going to go well for UAB. But uh, UAB's a good team, and again, that this this league wins games almost every year. Mm-hmm. Go back the last ten years and look at the track record of Conference USA. Yeah, very good. And by, by the way, the other Mountain West Conference team in the tournament that I have not faded yet, and that is San Diego State, that matchup against Creighton, I mean, that has a total of 119.5 for a reason, which might be still too high. And we told you that we liked yeah. all their unders in the tournament this week. The Mountain West Conference, every single game, it was just like 52-50, every game. Yeah, 21-1 and one when they lead at half, 104-12 and 12 under Dutcher when leading at halftime. That's something to follow in the 8-9 game and then uh, number two scoring defense in the country. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what that was in the Big Ten Championship, excuse me, the uh, Big East Championship game. <laughs> how that scored. How that, 
How about how about the North Texas game Friday? Oh my God! Well, how low was the in play? Ninety. Well, that w- it was ninety when it was. Uh, I forget what stage of the game it was in at this point, oh. but it was. It, yeah, I think it was early, maybe second half. Was it? It was ninety and a half. It's ten two North Texas. Ten minutes in, then they scored three points the rest of the half. That was it. They couldn't make a shot. Oh, too bad. All day long, the rest of the way. They weren't even on the bubble either. No, that was too bad. They won the league and got to the semis and. Uh, that was uh, that was a bad performance. That was ugly. Yeah, yeah, it certainly was. Yeah. So a bunch of these matchups I find very entertaining, um, but I will not have bets on them. For example, the Texas Vatech game. Don't have a bet on that. I'd probably lean towards uh, Vatech because Texas is in no great shape right now. Um, and the other one is my, Miami and USC in a seven ten. I, I went back and forth on that matchup ten times as soon as they announced it last night. Could make a case for both teams. Staying far, far away from that game. Well, I know who's done very well in his life doing this is Alan Boston. Uh, and he loves to play coaches. It's strictly a lot of this is betting on coaches for Allen in the first two rounds. Right. Uh, especially when you get with that short turnaround uh, where it's a short prep time. You have one day to, to prep, and then you got to go out and do it again. But you would think, do you, do you just want to take Beard with the coaching edge? Uh, do you want? Do you trust Izzo to uh, get the win? I mean, you look at this with, with great coaches and say, and how you, I guess people have different power ratings on coaches, but if you would just want to take the, the better coach in your mind, and, and, and that's how you want to do it, too. Uh, McKillop's excellent, though, with Davidson as well. But if oh, you want, very good. Yeah, but that's, uh, I, I, that's what maybe you could lean with Texas against Vatech. And there's your other angle, too, about Vatech, which is playing, making that ACC run, and now they have to go out again and take on a pretty good opponent in the yeah. first round. It's one of the reasons why I initially liked Miami. I liked Larinaga a lot as a coach. Yeah, he's good. Uh, great nugget from Greg Hoops Peterson on Vison's coverage yesterday of the bracket. Andy Enfield is uh, ten and one ATS in the tournament. What? Yeah. Oh my God. Well, that was yeah. Big Ten was terrible last year. Mm-hmm. Pac twelve, awesome. Surprised yes, they a were. lot of people. But the the Big Ten embarrassed themselves. Mm-hmm. And I know I've heard a lot of anti Big Ten this year mm-hmm. going in again, which could be accurate. But again, I think they have a lot of favorable matchups, including those two that we talked about right away with the Mountain West. Yep. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't think the teams are that good, but I think it broke right for all those teams. I think so, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'm looking at Gonzaga minus $2 to make the final four. Is that a touch high? I get their power rating is just yeah. astronomical, but we ran down the path that they have. Minus $2 to beat all those teams? I would not be betting minus $2 on Gonzaga to make the final four. Back by popular demand, the VEASAN help desk has returned. Our writers, hosts, and experts are here to answer your questions on all things college basketball. The VEASAN Help Desk is here for you, not only for the big dance, but on the NIT, CBI, and CIT, too. Submit your questions at vcin.com slash madness, and it could be answered by your experts on air or on vcin.com. Again, questions can be submitted at vcin.com slash madness. Up next, I can't believe this happened. But it created a great betting opportunity for about five minutes. Details on that coming up next. Follow the money on VSEN, the sports betting network. Get everything you need to bet the madness this year. 24-7 streaming, daily best bet emails, our tournament betting guide, advice, strategy, $19. 
Whether you're filling out a bracket or betting against the spread, we'll get you ready for every game, every round of the tournament. Sign up today. Get the betting guide plus full access to VEASAN through April 5th for only $19. VEASAN.com slash madness. How about what happened yesterday during the selection show? Outside of college basketball. The timing for sports books. The ultimate get caught with your pants down moment. I mean, a couple people had the information early, but this is, you are getting prepared and prepping, coming out with uh, tournament lines and, and looking at brackets and who got, and then all of a sudden the, the, the greatest quarterback of all time says, I'm coming back. Yeah. And what, the, who's, who's paying attention to NFL futures? I mean, how many people came in and that's when you go to the kiosk and you hit that thing until they run out of paper? In that, in that moment, but you don't have time to go to a kiosk, though. <laughs> you don't have time unless you're at a sports book already. Yeah. Because it just, it, it happened. I mean, the timing. That's true. Yeah, you had to be in the First book. of all, yeah. I, I couldn't believe that Brady did that on Selection Sunday. And I'm at, because I don't follow him on Twitter. And then I saw reporters doing this and I had to click on their profile. I'm like, is this true? Is this actually, is this really happening? And then my gut immediately said, you need to look at future prices right now and see what you can find. And so that's exactly what I did. It took me 10 seconds to go, wait, is that real? Click, yeah, profile is actually that person, blue check mark, that kind of a deal. Now what can I find for a number? And I went to as many sports books as possible. Like four of them moved it within like a couple of minutes. But I was able to get down on the Buccaneers to win the uh, NFC. Decent bet at 12 to 1. And uh, the Super Bowl numbers were changing as I was betting it. So it went from 25 to 20, and I got a small bet on 20 to 1 for the Buccaneers mm-hmm. to win the Super Bowl. He's 45 years old in August. And that was, okay, he, two months with the family? That's good enough. Could have been, could have been the MVP. I've had enough. Yeah, right. This past year. I've had enough. Yeah, that's incredible. Oh, God. So how about this? And you can get the story right now at vcin.com from our very own Ben Fox. He wrote this uh, last night. A better unfamiliar to longtime odds maker Chris Andrews rolled into the South Point on Thursday, March 10th, looking to place a wager on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to win the Super Bowl. With Brady retired and the South Point sitting at 50-1 to 1 odds on the Bucs, Andrews was happy to take what he told Vison was a big bet on Tampa to hoist next year's trophy. And he moved the odds to 30-1. to 1. <laughs> A few hours later, the same better returned to place a small wager in the Buccaneers this time at 25-1. to 1. At this point, I'm thinking, this is kind of interesting, Andrews told Vison on Saturday night, or Sunday night. He then took the bet and lowered the odds at 25. Later in the day, the better returned to place another large wager on Tampa Bay at 25 to 1. After that wager, Andrews went down to 15 to 1. And then when Brady announced he was unretiring and coming back, he moved him to 4 to 1. And now they're looking at a liability well into the six figures, he says. Yeah. Yep. That guy had the information. Oh, no, no question. Incredible. Yep. It's like the. Uh... Was it Kelvin Ridley? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's the story of uh, Robert Walker when he was at the MGM. The guy's betting a Toledo football game. He goes, you know, it's a two-point difference across the street. He doesn't care. No, doesn't care. He information. He's like, okay, I'm going to move the line. I'm going to bet it again. I'm gonna, he doesn't, doesn't care what the number is. I mean, here it's 50, 30, 25. The David Purdom tweet, I mean, that, that's innocuous. That could have been anybody. David Purdom had the tweet where a guy went to Caesars the other day and put 1,000 on the Buccaneers. That could have been a guy from Tampa. Of course. That could have been, have been not, that, That's a guy on the strip. Putting 1,000 on a team to win a Super Bowl? That's nothing. Right. That could have been anything. But this guy going all the way down to the South Point, give me 50, give me 30, give me 20 to 5. To, to bet it three times like that, uh-huh. this guy definitely had some information. God. What he's, is... he's not he, that, that person's not betting with a gut feeling. Yeah. Horrible job by Brady. You can't do that at, at Selection Sunday I... with the timing. 
so much for staying retired and hanging out with the family, right? But uh, what a week for the NFL. The Ridley story, the Watson news, the Wentz trade, the Wilson trade, the Goats coming back. I, I love the, uh, the the tweet, too. Unfinished business. Yeah. <laughs> Unfinished business. All these rings, all these trips to the Super Bowl. This is all, Yeah, right. Good tweet. Yeah, Will Compton. 22 seasons, seven Super Bowls, five Super Bowl MVPs, three MVPs, 15 Pro Bowls, unfinished business. <laughs> what would that yeah. be, Tom? Yeah, sure. What do you need to do? Oh, uh, God. I, yeah, I just, I was stunned that he would do that. You could have waited until this morning, Tom. You could have. I lost a little bit of respect for the guy, I got to tell you. Um, but it did create a nice little betting opportunity. That's the thing of like, Oh, the I, I never would storm if I'm not, and I just yeah. I happen to be on Twitter at that exact minute because I want to know everything that's happening with college basketball. And then all of a sudden, again, the reports come out. And I'm like, wait a second, there's no way that's true. Oh yeah, there it is true. And then, like you said, everybody here, like in this state and then elsewhere, like, well, what are they paying attention to football for at that moment? Yeah, they, are these guys, there's no need to be checking Twitter. I mean, you're all getting, you're looking at all these different numbers. You're coming up with your numbers. For, yes, basketball yeah. games. Yes. Getting ready to mad. The matchups were just announced. Yeah. So South Point did not screw around. Four to one. Okay. They're but, like, if you want to bet them, yeah. bet them somewhere else is basically what they're telling you. Okay. And Watson had a good day Friday, too. So Carolina supposedly all in. See if they can get this. That'd be great. Watson goes to Carolina. Well, and the Saints, they're, evidently, they're too. Gonna, yeah. Saints want to make a push as well. Well, how about this uh, uh, report? This is from uh, Pro Football Network saying they're willing to look at uh, Ryan Ramchick, Marcus Davenport. Another defensive tackle and another offensive lineman, along with maybe three first-round picks. My God! So they're going to go like Herschel Walker here, and offer everything. Uh, it's a lot. You don't want to gut your entire team. Yeah. But he did get some good news there with Watson. Um, I know there was rumblings here on this network from Sean King, former Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback who hosts uh, the Nightcap. That's every night at 10 o'clock Eastern. He said, eh, it could be the Steelers. And people shot that down late last week. I hope he's right. Doesn't, there's been multiple reports that they want nothing to do with him. Yeah. But that's... Uh... And, and other reports, by the way, how about the Browns, according to people in and around that area, potentially, you know, they're doing their homework right now and maybe upgrading from Baker Mayfield. And then ESPN's Dan Graziano reporting the name that he is hearing the most as the Colts answer at quarterback is Marcus Mariota. He also said Mariota has been linked to the 49ers. Mm. Now, if he goes to the 49ers, is that uh, just with the plan for him be to, to be the backup for Trey Lance? Or does he beat Trey Lance out in training camp? He took a guy in the top five and gave up all those picks. He's not going to play? What, what? I that's I know. I like Mariota, but that's... So do I. Uh, What's going to happen? Who's getting Garoppolo then? Good question. I thought the Colts were going to get Garoppolo. Does he go to Carolina if they don't get Deshaun Watson? Does Garoppolo go to the Saints? Potentially. Uh, because Mariota, if he goes mm-hmm. to the Colts, that means that he's their day one starter yeah. case closed. Mm-hmm. Unless something happens with like an injury. He's going to be the guy. And then, I, I can't even believe I'm going to say this out loud. But this is from ESPN's Jeremy Fowler. He reports... That the Seahawks did not consider Drew Locke a, quote, throw-in in the Russell Wilson trade. Here's the quote from Fowler. There's a belief among some with Seattle that Locke's issues in Denver were a byproduct of a revolving door of offensive coordinators and a defensive-minded head coach. Okay. 
Good luck with that. Oh, are they in for a rude awakening? Yes, they are. And by the way, what do you have for a head coach in oh. Pete Carroll? He is the opposite of progressive, very conservative, and he's defensive-minded. You, you, oh, if they think that they can change Drew Locke because of the situation he was in in Denver. Mm-hmm. And with a run-first offense, too. It's, oh, it's, like, your yeah, your yeah. offense is the same, but maybe yeah. even worse. Yeah. I can't. I I read that today, and I was like, "Is this April Fools?" Like with Brady combined with that comment, I'm like, "Did I miss something here?" Coming back, he has unfinished business. Would you Would you want Landry? Because now with the Cooper trade, they're going to move on from Landry too. I mean that that's uh, and who's an upgrade over Baker? Who are you going to bring in? A lot of talk about Derek Carr. Yeah. Which that again, Mayfield had, had a bad year, but he was also hurt. Yeah. So. I would say that I think Derek Carr is slightly better than Baker Mayfield, but that's almost like a lateral move. You think? Maybe, maybe, maybe mm-hmm. Carr is a somewhat of an upgrade, but really, how much overall? In the grand scheme of things, like what's he worth to the point spread ahead of Baker Mayfield on any given Sunday? Half a point? You know? Were you scrambling to find Buccaneers tickets? No, like I, I was, I was late. I'm like, what? What happened? Yeah, I got to get out of here. That's I mean, I'm thing. looking at brackets. I'm looking at all the matchups and and looking at numbers. And all of a sudden, they like, I get the text five minutes late. Tom's back. Oh, what do you mean Tom's back? You go to social media. Yeah, I can't take. It. Uh, I need more college basketball insight. Check out the podcast Coast to Coast Hoops. Greg Hoops Peterson will look at every major. College basketball game on the upcoming schedule to find betting opportunities. He has an opinion on every single college basketball game. By the way, he knows like every single player in Division One. I'm not joking. It's bonkers. Um, you can download Coast to Coast Hoops now at vcin.com slash podcasts or wherever you get your podcast. And while you're there, check up and catch up on uh, every single show that vcin has to offer. Up next, we will recap the betting action from the weekend. Uh, bad beats, upsets, line moves, in win some, lose some here on Follow the Money. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human-moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. 
Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. Some Lose Some is presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Check out their daily specials at BetRivers.com. Were you a winner last night? Wow, winning. Or was it a rough one? Well, they can't all be winners, can they? Loser! You're a loser! Molly Howard recaps the night in sports betting in Win Some, Lose Some. Bit Thieves, uh, Richmond to win the Atlantic 10, 10 to 1. And they were down big in a couple of the games. What a finish. Davidson, quit fouling. What are you doing? And one and one. I know. Ridiculous. Great story, though. And Texas A&M Corpus Christi to win the Southland Conference. They were 6-1. to one. Cal State Fullerton. Great call. Matt Humans. 7-1 to one to win the Big West. Vicious beat on the first half we'll get to, but Long Beach State goes out in the championship game. You know, that was one of two games this weekend where the team with the ball late could not get a shot off. The beach couldn't, and then Princeton yesterday, 14 seconds yeah, with the, with the yeah. ball. Could not even get a shot off. Yep. Akron to win the MAC, 10-1. to 1. They took out Toledo in the semis and then finished the job against Kent State, although had some help. We'll explain. Virginia Tech to win the ACC, 15-1. to 1. Could have lost at Wednesday. Had to win on a buzzer beater to beat Clemson. And great job thrashing North Carolina and Duke. Iowa to win the Big Ten, 4-1. They were entertaining. Yes, they were. they were fun. Hopefully they could keep it going. And Texas A&M Friday was plus 360 in the win against Auburn. And then a, a good return against Arkansas as well. I saw one person at A&M 70-1 to to win the SEC. And I saw I saw 50 or 60. Okay. But uh, but th- th- that's the thing. I mean, would you want to lay the – you have to lay the 280. Well, you didn't have to. But you, for the hedging standpoint, lay the 280 – on Tennessee money line, if you waited, it was fourteen nothing. Yeah, there so goes your play. If you're if you're waiting for a betting, yes. you know, a good opportunity to get off that bet and, oh. and make them, you know, making a pro- blocking a profit. Tennessee got out to a two touchdown lead. Yep, yep. Indiana plus two twenty Friday against Illinois. I was frustrated on Friday, the, the start to the day. But come on, upset. Up, will, one, will a one seed win a game here? Come on. That was frustrating, but it just shows it's going to be, I think, wide open. Or well, wide remind open tournament, me, but who are the teams that were all going down? Auburn got beat. Yeah. Auburn was blown out. Uh, Indiana won. 
and beat Illinois. Yeah, North, that was that was the start of Friday. Yeah. wasn't a big yeah, wasn't a big upset, but North Texas went down in that ugly game. Um, Baylor got beat. That's another one. Chris Felica, Auburn, Baylor, Illinois all lost their first conference tournament game. No team has lost first conference tournament game and won the tourney. Uh, that, that that's going to be. Uh, you talked about that big note too, and what mm. that's going to be all week. UFC round three to win in round two, seven to one. Maverick to win by submission plus four fifty to win in round two, eight to one. Jackson to win by sub four to one. Round two, ten to one. Canetti knocked out TKO five to one. Round one, eight to one. Brundage to win by submission seven to one. Round one, eight to one. And again, in the Bundesliga, Bayern Munich draw against Hoffenheim, plus 450. Subscribe, be part of the team, vcin.com, our radio and podcast friends. Dogs, dogs, and more dogs. Great dog videos today. This one's fun about silently ratting out his buddy. The owners come in, they see the scene here. Oh, no, there's stuff, there's stuffing everywhere. They ripped apart furniture. <laughs> Look at the guy's face, right? <laughs> Who did this, right? He looks right at him. Who's the culprit? Oh. And the guy goes and he backs in the corner and stares at the wall. <laughs> and the other dog staring right at him. Yeah, it was him, of course. Yeah. I'm just minding my own business. Of course it was him. I think we've he locked in him out. The, yeah, we've locked in on the suspect here. <laughs> yeah. We have a pretty good idea who's guilty. <laughs> Look at how he plays this. He's like, no, it was him. Come here. Bring it over here. It's this guy. And then he's, uh, he, the, other, the guilty party stares right at the wall. Oh, but I'm sorry. I messed up. I apologize. <laughs> that is so good. Here's the best of both worlds for a dog. This couple's driving, and they're filming the car ahead, and both windows are down, and the dog alternates from the in the back seat from the left to the right, from the left to the right, putting his head out the window. It's got his dance moves. Yeah. Oh, he's doing that. Oh, my dog loves it, the head out the window. Oh, yeah, sure. Oh, he loves it. And uh, this is good, too. Mitch sent this in, the dog and the ball, where the dog's playing. It goes, whoop. He falls over. He can't he get tra- enough of it. Yeah. He jumps over the ball and then lands on his head. Yes. But that's his... Jay, look at the hang time on so, that. So, yeah, it's not just one time here from, yeah. you know, different angles on the phones. No, this is like over and over and over again. That dog is doing this. Well, a couple times anyway. So, that yeah, he loves to do this thing. Well, ask Pat Forty about this coming up. Lose some. So, uh, okay, you can't do this, but, it, uh, I mean, Kent State won their semifinal game Friday night. Then they went to social media and did kind of a rap video, bleep Akron, and then they suspended a key player and three others had to sit out the first half for the title game. The, the, Mac came down. Come on. Is that the appropriate punishment? Wow, I have to be honest. I didn't even know about you didn't that. Know about right. that? No, I didn't even know about okay, that until yeah. right now. Okay. Yeah. Never bet the game. Oh, I was paying, yeah, they got rounded. To, was paying attention to too many other bets that I had over the weekend. Small that kind of a deal. Like, yeah, the, the key player was Jackson. Oh, he wow. was just, yeah. And three other one guy was a red shirt, but then two that other stinks. guys. Yeah. A, a lose some and a bad beat. Saturday night, someone paid five hundred and eighteen thousand dollars for quote Tom Brady's final touchdown pass. Sold for an auction. He comes back less than 12 hours later. Hey, guys, I'm back. Imagine that. You paid $500,000. Okay, by by the way, the people that were making fun of this guy yesterday. Oh, you can't do that. You can't do that. Come on, you got it. And should this guy be able to get his money back? I don't know. I don't know That's what the auction was for, but it's like, come on, guys. I just gave you well, half a million dollars for this ball, and now the guy's going to come back and play? Well, the other thing, too, we just went through this. 
uh, when he broke a record and they had to get the ball back yes. from the fan. Mike Evans did it again. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. He threw a touchdown pass in the playoff loss at home to the Rams. Evans threw it, caught it, and threw it in the stands again. Yeah. I mean, this one he didn't know. But the, the, the first one, he blew it. But he did it again. Stop throwing a ball in the stands. Yeah, turn it to Emmett Smith. Keep every football. Yeah. Illinois, three and a half up to six against Indiana Friday. Lost. The Bonnies, plus two and up a two-point favorite. Lost by one to uh, St. Louis. More on that coming up. Portland State under, 154 down to one four, uh, 150. 86-79 against uh, Northern Colorado. Purdue from eight up to 11. They won. That was not against Iowa. That was... Uh, that was the game before. Yeah, game before. UMass under, 144 down to 140. No good there. Some videos. This was KTLA in Los Angeles. This You can't make this up. A reporter is doing a shot about a dangerous intersection in the in the SoCal LA area. And wouldn't you know it, while he's, he's doing the report about this is a dangerous intersection, number three here, can you, can you believe what transpires? Yeah, that, that's a live accident, right? And then the guy does the hit and run, too. Boom! Runs right into him and drives off, which I, apparently his license plate falls on the street, too. Oh, boy. Well, it's not going to be hard to find the guy. And he just drives off on live TV after he, he runs into the guy with the hit and run. The and, reporter and is off. actually saying, we're on, we're on the scene here. This is one of the yeah. most dangerous intersections in all of L.A. Yes! Bam! Oh, my God. What are the odds? And a guy drives off, too. Well, gas price is out of control. Let's go to Death Valley. Dustin double-checked, triple-checked. That's accurate. We got, uh, yeah, I think it's bad. There you go, $9. Oof, boy. 899 923 999 There you go. Well, if you run through. That's that's a $100 around. bill that you're looking at. Sure. $10, you know, 10-gallon tank. Well, how many times are you going to pull over and it's actually available? Yep. Right. And, by the way, I'm being very conservative with that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you're in the middle of nowhere, basically. Right. You, but you did it. You're part of the 15% uh, where marriages are successful. I mean, what was said here? This video from a college basketball game with George Mason. What did what was said by the by the husband of the wife here? I mean, this. Oh no, video. We can't do the video. Okay, but her reaction about she's even eating popcorn, and he says something to her, and goes, and she goes, "What did you say to me? How could you say that?" And the look on her face. I don't know what he said, but it was a good all over social media about what the hell happened here. Uh, the look on her face, and then uh, the next 10 seconds on live no, television. Nobody could read his lips. Live television. Mm-hmm. No, her lips we could read. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, bad for the books. The Bonnies under 139 down to 134 against St. Louis. SMU from 7.5 up to 10 on Friday's game. That was not against Memphis. Uh, they covered. St. Pete's under 138 down to 133.5. And we're running out of time with uh, bad for the books. Bad beats. Penguins, Hurricanes under six. Three combined goals in the last 140 of regulation. UAB from three up to seven against Middle Tennessee. They were up 11. They won by four in triple overtime. St. Bonaventure money line against St. Louis. They missed four free throws in their last two possessions, including two with one second left. LSU Arkansas under. They scored 91 second half points to put it over. And Long Beach State first half plus a half. Up 14 late, outscored 17 to 2 the rest of the half. Win some, lose some presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown book. Claim your 100% first deposit match bonus now with code 250 match. Learn more at betrivers.com. Yeah, and the f- entire first hour is brought to you by uh, Bet Rivers. 100%. First deposit match bonus now with the code 250 match must be 21 plus up next. 
professional sports better Brad Powers is going to join the show. No hyperbole. We had one of the craziest endings involving the point spread you're ever going to see. He bet the game. We'll give you details on it coming up next. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. Five to six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Thank you. 